this is Charity and you are joining me for Advent Week 2. This week is about Bethlehem. Every week I'm going to be on here on Monday mornings sharing a poem, scripture, a brief encouragement, and then some reflection questions. I hope that this Advent season, that this devotional series helps you focus your mind and your heart more on Jesus. If you haven't already, I want to invite you to join me on Instagram at Clarity with Charity. And if you haven't joined my email community yet, I'd like to invite you to be a part of that. If you go to the link down below in the show notes, You'll see where you can sign up for my emails. I promise to only send you 110% encouragement all the time and not flood your email inbox every single day. And if you join my email community, I would love to send you a truth declaration. And this truth declaration is something that I have spoken over myself from Ephesians 1 every day, sometimes multiple times a day for years and years and years. And it's really transformed my life. And so I'd love to share it with you. All right, on to this week's Advent devotional. I hope y'all are having an amazing start of your Christmas season. I know that this week is going to be a little bit crazy for my family. We are actually closing on a house and then moving. And so if you think about us, you can pray for us. This is definitely a crazy time of year to be moving. But hey, as I was writing this devotional the other day, I thought, you know what? No matter what we're doing this Christmas season, it cannot be as crazy as traveling across a country on a donkey to give birth to a baby in a manger. And that's what we're going to talk about today, the story of Mary and her part in the Christmas story. The poem is called Fulfillment. Mary, Mary, far from home, carried light for us to know. Mary, Mary, were you scared? Fulfilling words prophet declared. Mary, Mary, was your labor strong? First babies always take too long. Mary, Mary, all eternity groans. Will he ever come? She moans. Mary, Mary, push for veil will tear. Hope is born, our rescuer here. The scripture is Luke 1, 46 through 55. And Mary said, My soul glorifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior, for he has been mindful of the humble state of his servant. From now on, all generations will call me blessed, for the Mighty One has done great things for me. Holy is his name. His mercy extends to those who fear him from generation to generation. He has performed mighty deeds with his arm. He has scattered those who are proud in their inmost thoughts. He has brought down rulers from their thrones, but has lifted up the humble. He has filled the hungry with good things, but has sent the rich away empty. He has helped his servant Israel, remembering to be merciful to Abraham and his descendants forever, just as he promised our ancestors. And the next scripture is Luke 2, 4 through 7. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger, because there was no guest room available for them your encouragement. Have you ever carried a promise or dream from God that seemed 
utterly impossible to happen. Or maybe you find yourself this Christmas season in an impossible situation, whether that be family chaos and pain, a financial crisis you see no way out of, grief so overwhelming you find it hard to function, a devastating medical diagnosis, or something else I haven't mentioned. If you have ever given birth before or been close to someone that was in labor, you may be familiar with a stage in labor called transition. I remember the stage of transition well because with two of my three deliveries, I didn't have an epidural during transition. I doubt I will ever know such physical and mental pain again. I certainly hope that I never do. Transition is the stage of labor right before you push and your body is already exhausted from laboring and then the most excruciating physical pain of labor comes during transition. And it's also the time of labor that a woman mentally and emotionally starts to feel like they can't make it. They wonder if the baby will ever come. They start to think they can't finish labor. And if they are trying to give birth naturally, this will be the time that they most likely ask for epidural. And I definitely was the person begging for an epidural um, in my two natural childbirths. And I got the epidural, so I guess they weren't fully natural, but it's great. I loved it. It was awesome. So today, I want to encourage those of you who feel like you are in transition with a dream or promise from God. Anyone who finds themselves saying, I just don't know how to go on anymore believing God for this promise to be fulfilled or this dream to be birthed. Maybe your hope feels non-existent and your faith feels almost depleted. You may even physically be just completely drained. When Mary became pregnant with Jesus through the Holy Spirit, she became a human example of what it means to carry the dream or promise of God. Like so many people we read about in the Bible, she faced many obstacles in carrying and birthing God's promise of salvation for us. Can you imagine the shame and ridicule she faced daily as her belly grew? She was a teenage unwed mother, and that was definitely not okay back then. No one but Joseph, who had to be told in a dream by God, and Elizabeth, and there could have been others, but they're not named in the Bible. It was probably a very small group of people that believed that she was pregnant with the Son of God. She must have faced fierce lies and rejection from those around her. Yet she faithfully proclaimed and declared the promises of God, even when those around her must have questioned her very sanity. And that's what we read in the scripture. The first scripture I read to you was Mary's song of declaration and proclamation of who God was and who God was to her. To make matters worse, Mary had to travel on a donkey eight months pregnant and show up in a town that had nowhere for her to rest and deliver her baby but a barn. Personally, I don't even want to ride on a bumpy road at eight months pregnant, much less on a donkey over uneven desert terrain. I cannot imagine how many potty breaks she had to take, and we'll just leave it at that. Can you imagine the questions that must have filled Mary's mind? Some of my questions would have been, really, God, really? I go through mockery and ridicule, and then I have to ride on a donkey, experiencing severe Braxton Hicks contractions the whole journey, afraid I'm going to have a baby on the side of a dirt road in the middle of the desert. Is this how you care for your son and his mother? And then when we arrive in Bethlehem, and there's nowhere for us to stay. So you want your son and his mother to be born amongst cattle. Where are you, God, and are you really going to take care of us? 
Now, I don't know if those are the exact questions that Mary had running through her mind, but none of us would have blamed her for thinking them. Those are the type of questions. Where are you, God? Are you going to take care of me? That I have asked God when I have carried a promise or dream from him, and then I run into hardship, obstacles, and in the natural realm, it seems like God has forgotten his word. But God's word was fulfilled to Mary. The Savior of the world was birthed through her. He took care of her. And he has used the unusual and difficult circumstances surrounding Jesus' birth to bring him glory and reveal his character. Today, friends, my encouragement to you is this. You may be in your transition, in the middle of a wilderness, and it may seem that God has forgotten or abandoned you. But I promise you, he is right there, longing to give you everything you need to endure the transition, the strength to push so that you can joyfully joyfully receive the promise. And as you receive the promise, you are going to have a testimony of God's faithfulness and power that you never could have manufactured or created on your own. Sweet friend, I want you to know I am with you today. There are promises from God, dreams I have carried from him that I am still waiting and believing to see fulfilled. And they have all been dreams and promises that I have carried much longer than nine months. Some of them even longer than nine years. Moving into our reflection time. I would like you, if you're able to, if you're not driving or doing dishes to find a piece of paper and a pen and take some time to respond to God and what he's been doing in your heart in this devotional time. If you're not able to write it down, that's completely fine. You can still just quiet your heart wherever you are and ask the Lord to speak to you. So go ahead and ask God this question. Lord, is there anywhere in my life I am in transition or in labor? Are there places I'm waiting, weary, and tired for a promise from you to be fulfilled or a dream to be birthed? The next question is, Lord, in this place that feels exhausted and faithless, what do you have for me? Lord, I confess that I am weary, that my faith is small, that in myself I cannot make this happen. Would you come, Holy Spirit, right now and fill me up with a fresh gift of faith to believe your word for me, to continue to worship you, stand on the word of God, and fight with hope and confidence that you are who you say you are and you will fulfill your promises. I'm praying for you, friend, today that you are overwhelmed with hope through the power of the Holy Spirit, that you receive a fresh gift of faith, knowing that there's nothing that you can do to earn it or conjure it up, but that it truly is a gift of faith that God gives us when we humbly ask him for it. I am praying for you.